Sermon 25-2 Place your heart in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Matthew 25th chapter verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming." Today's scripture passage tells us a story about the Lord's second coming, and we are all no doubt well acquainted with this story. It tells us here that when the Lord returns back to this earth, there will be ten virgins, five of whom will be foolish, but the other five wise. So we see here in this parable that five foolish virgins took their lamps but without oil, but the other five virgins made sure that their lamps were filled with oil. They slumbered and slept while waiting for the bridegroom, who took a long time in coming. But when they eventually heard the call, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. They all arose immediately and prepared their lamps. The foolish virgins then spoke to the wise virgins, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise virgins responded to them, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. When they had left that place, and went out to find and purchase this oil. The bridegroom arrived and entered the wedding feast with those who were prepared and waiting. After they went in, the door then was firmly closed. These foolish virgins returned back later and cried out frantically, Lord, Lord, open to us. Then the Lord replied, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, 
For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Even though the door had been firmly closed, these foolish virgins urged the Lord, 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 open to us. The foolish virgins mentioned here refer to those religious runners who obstinately and steadfastly hold on to their false religious beliefs, even when they are told about the true gospel. They keep working hard at this false faith. So we see they eventually went out to search for and purchase oil for their lamps. When they returned and frantically knocked and shouted that the door be opened for them, even after the Lord had already arrived and received the wise virgins and the door to heaven had been firmly closed. If you really desire to know what true faith is, you should know that it is putting your whole faith in the Lord who saved us completely and perfectly by taking on all our sins through his baptism, shedding his blood on the cross, receiving all of the judgment for these sins, and being resurrected. Even though this gospel is all true and displayed for all to see in the Bible, the legalistic Christians, on the other hand, keep trying to do things virtuously on their own. What is real faith then? Real faith is to believe that the Lord has already eliminated all of our sins. What is real belief? Real belief is to believe that he has already eliminated all our sins. It is definitely not receiving forgiveness for our sins on a daily basis and trying hard not to commit sins every day. A person who has received the remission of sins through faith of believing that the Lord has already accomplished it, that he has eliminated all our sins through the gospel of the water and the spirit, is the one who has the real faith and real belief. In this parable, there are the foolish and the wise virgins, five in each group. The foolish ones are so foolish that they keep on trying to do things all on their own. They continually do things to receive recognition of their faith before God and to receive the remission of their sins. But the wise ones were not like that. They prepared the oil first and quietly carried out the entrusted work by faith. There is a saying in Christianity that goes, A religious runner races rapidly, but the faithful runner wins the race. Like this, we the true faithful believers are spreading this gospel to the whole world by faith. But sadly, a large number of Christians in this world who have not been truly born again do not believe and reject this gospel, which is so plain to see in the Bible that the Lord came to this earth and eliminated all their sins. They continually to prepare all on their own by putting their own righteousness first and foremost 
And by doing this, they intend to please the Lord with their audacious wills. But praise be to the Lord, who is the healer and the savior who loves us so very much. What is there on this earth that we can do to please him? When it comes to the matter of receiving salvation, we have to believe that God has saved us, the true believers, perfectly. Real salvation is to believe that the Lord has given you and me new life by taking upon himself your sins and mine and cleansing them through his baptism, receiving the judgment, dying, and being resurrected. There is nothing else that pleases the Lord more than a lost soul receiving true salvation by faith. What is foolishness in the Christian faith? Foolishness says we will not believe in this gospel message of the water and the spirit and not wanting to solve all things by having faith in the truth, but instead trying to earn our own salvation. Why are these Christians regarded as foolish people? We will see this in verse 3. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. It says that the foolish had their lamps but failed to fill it with oil. Why do we have to have oil? Oil essentially allows the lamp to give light after the oil has been poured into the reservoir. Therefore, this parable, it is easy to understand when it says that the foolish brought their lamps with them but did not have any oil. Like this, these foolish Christians attend church religiously, but the Holy Spirit is not found in their hearts. They are unable to receive the remission of sin and the cleansing of their sins through the gospel of the water and the Spirit, which they have rejected. The Spirit governs, keeps, and guides us, and it teaches us to perceive the Word and blesses us. The Holy Spirit defends us from Satan and in all our weaknesses because he is living within us. It is foolish for Christians not to have the Holy Spirit in their hearts, let alone attend church and still unable to receive the cleansing of their sins because they do not believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell in these people's hearts because they could neither receive the cleansing of their sins nor solve their problems of sin by faith. The Holy Spirit can only reside in sinless hearts. Therefore, as the result of this stubborn false faith, they become foolish people with no oil in their lamps. A person with a lamp without oil is a person that goes to church but is devoid of the Holy Spirit. And a person without the Holy Spirit is not one of God's people. How can people be one of God's people if they do not have the Holy Spirit? When these kind of people go through and suffer all kinds of difficulties, they cannot be clothed in kindness from God 
because they do not belong to him. In this parable, we see that the foolish virgins had taken their lamps with them, but did not take oil. This shows us that they believed in Jesus and belonged to their respective Christian communities, but they could not receive true salvation. Why is it so? It is because they are living false religious lives without having the true faith and have not clothed themselves in the power of the gospel that the Lord has given. Although they believe in God, they are trying to earn their own salvation by doing things in their own strength. Let me give you an example. Let us say a large ship was hit by a huge tidal wave and you accidentally fell overboard and found yourself floundering in the vast, unkind, cold ocean. Would it be possible for you to hold on to the ship even if you were the strongest person alive? If you know ships, there is nothing to hold on to except to get away from being sucked under and being ripped apart by the large propellers. There is no way of being able to get back on board unless someone would assist you. Likewise, you would receive salvation by someone on the ship assisting you and pulling you on board. I don't know if you have ever been on a ship, but no matter how small the ship is, once you have fallen overboard, I am sure it will be impossible for you to get back in. It is very difficult and you will struggle unless someone helps you. In the case of a large ship, it is virtually impossible for you to get back on board on your own. It is only possible if someone on deck were to let down a line or a life preserver to pick you up and pull you in. Legalistic Christians are spiritually blind and do not realize what they are doing is wrong, but instead they foolishly plod on in their own way of receiving salvation, all the while living out false religious lives. In Genesis 40th chapter, there is a story about the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt who were confined in prison. And each of them had a dream. In their dream, each of them was reinstated. And once again, they were able to go before the Pharaoh. The baker loaded on top of his head three white baskets with all kinds of baked goods on top of them and came before the king. And the butler took the grapes as they were and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Later, the baker died, but the butler was restored. If we continue trying to please the Lord through our own thoughts and strength, it will then become impossible to live out our faith properly. We cannot lead a proper life of faith if we do this. 
If we ignore this awesome gospel, trying to lead a life of faith through our own thoughts and stubbornness, it will ruin us spiritual. When a false medical practitioner carelessly opens up a person's stomach in an attempt to cure a patient's illness instead of trying to treat the disease, his patient's very life would be put into danger. Similarly, if liars who believe only in the blood of the cross claim to have no sin and spread this untruth will be ruined along with all who would be caught up with their false teachings. We should believe in the biblical truth that the Lord has saved us through the water and the spirit. And we should also reflect on these questions. Did I really believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit? Or did I believe in Jesus while thinking that I could receive the remission of my sins through the blood of the cross alone? Therefore, we must ask ourselves these questions. Also to include these questions, where was my heart? What did I hold on to? What did it accept? If your heart did not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and if the gospel of the water and the spirit was not placed inside your heart, you have as yet not to be truly born again. If people confirm by saying they have tried hard to lead a life of faith in accordance with the word of God, have not heard or believed in or have rejected his gospel of the water and the spirit, then they have led a false religious life thus far. If they should continue in this way, they would be serving God in vain. All their strength would be consumed due to all the troubles and difficulties they would be experiencing. And the road ahead will become one of many troubles and trials. They would be unable to enjoy peace of mind because they do not have the Holy Spirit in their hearts. So we can now see people like this lead a false religious way of life. They have become pitiful people who ask the Lord continuously to open the door of heaven, even after he has closed the door. So the question will be posed, do you truly have the right kind of faith in your heart? Today, as I speak, we find two kinds of gospel in the world. These are the gospel of the water and the spirit and the gospel of believing only in the blood of the cross as the only complete atoning sacrifice for sin. The question we need to ask ourselves is, which of the two do we believe in? The one in which you have believed in is where you have placed your faith in. Theories by and large are compatible with each other. This means that our hearts can also take in any kind of knowledge that may contain conflicting information. But the truth, the object of faith is exclusive. If you first believe in something as the truth, other things cannot enter your heart, even though it is proved to be the ultimate truth.
There are two gospels today. One is the truth and the other one is false. And we have to decide which one we will believe in. Which one should we plant our hearts in? There should therefore be no question about this anymore. The gospel of the water and the spirit is the ultimate, definitive biblical truth. Many Christians today throughout this world are living a false religious way of life. Jesus said there were ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. The foolish virgins went out from them to search for and to purchase oil. The meaning of this parable means they were doing things to earn their own salvation. In the Bible, the word oil implies to the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we need to ask this question. Is it possible to purchase the Holy Spirit? There is no way that anyone could purchase the Holy Spirit. Tell me, is it possible to purchase the Holy Spirit of God with money? In the book of Acts, there was this man who had tried to purchase the Holy Spirit. After he had witnessed Paul and Philip perform miracles, he thought that he could also have this extraordinary power. So he decided that he would try and buy this power with money. Would this be possible? No, definitely not. The Holy Spirit can never be bought with money. And it is also not possible by living diligently and by uttering a lot of prayers. Would you be able to receive the Holy Spirit by offering all those many prayers of repentance? And would he listen and respond? Would he come into your heart if you were joyful? Continually living your false religious lives as you have been living in the past? By having believed in Jesus for a long time, by speaking in tongues and serving the Lord as well as you can, by believing only in the blood of the cross as the only atoning sacrifice for our sins? The answer to all these questions is a big no. We need to have the definitive biblical knowledge that the Holy Spirit will come into your hearts only by having faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit, or in other words, only by believing that all of your sins were transferred to Jesus and you were therefore cleansed by having faith in his baptism and being resurrected with him by faith. You must arrive at the full righteous act the Lord accomplished for us. There are many people among Christians today who are just like the foolish virgins. They are like these brides having absolutely no clue as to what their husbands demand. This parable clearly tells us that the Lord will come to take brides who are not like those foolish ones and who have oil in their lamps. Those who know the gospel of the water and the spirit spread it until the day the Lord comes and are faithful even in little things. 
These are the wise brides who have the lamps filled with the oil and the Lord will receive them. In the parable of the talents, the Lord told the servant who had been given five talents and made five more, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Matthew 25th chapter verse 23. This tells us that spreading the gospel is actually a small thing. It is a small thing to have delivered what God had given me to someone else exactly as I had received it. However, the servant who had received one talent did not do as he was told. He just gave back what he had been given. I have taken good care of it. I buried it in the ground. I did it because I knew all about you. Here it is. This kind of person is not faithful in God's work and will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven when the groom arrives. He is just like the foolish virgins. Brothers and sisters, it is very important that we all believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. How did the wise virgins behave? They stored additional oil in jars and carried them along with their lamps. This tells us that they stored for themselves the gospel of the water and the spirit, which God had given them and all mankind in their hearts. They worked with the church, including the brothers and sisters, being united together, serving the Lord. Before I was born again, I had believed for 10 long years only in the blood of the cross as the only complete atoning sacrifice for sin. But all the while having sin embedded in my heart. Do you think that during this time that I had merely believed in Jesus in a poor way? Just like those legalistic Christians? Let me tell you that I really had believed in Jesus well. Do you think that I had very limited knowledge of the Bible then? On the contrary, I had all the knowledge much like the so-called learned Bible preachers today. But excepting for the knowledge of the gospel of the water and the spirit. It was not of not knowing the Bible. I had all the theological knowledge, but unfortunately, there had been no proper faith in my heart. There obviously had been sins in my heart back then. At first, I thought that I had already received the remission of my sins, but it became apparent later that there had been sins in my heart. Actually, to be frank, there had been sins in my heart because I had not known about the gospel of the water and the spirit. But like all who reject this gospel, I had held on to the Lord in my own way then and resolved never to let go. In hindsight, I should have let go of my firm intent. It would have been right 
to hope that the Lord would save me and that I should have believed in just what he had done. My salvation could not be whole because I had not known about the truth, but instead had been holding on to the Lord in my own strength. I, I'd been Jesus, but my salvation could not be complete. So I tell you that salvation can never be attained by believing in the blood of the cross alone as the only atoning sacrifice for sin. Believe me, these are not, not my, they are the definitive words of the Bible. To be honest, those who believe only in the blood of the cross like this and claim that they have received the remission of their sins have an amazing enthusiasm and their emotions are so full that they boil over. But as time goes by, those things they are chasing get proven to be nothing. The Bible tells us not to put leaven in the grain offering to be given before God. And it goes on to say that we should eat unleavened bread. Now, if you add leaven and mix it into the dough, it rises and becomes larger. The outer appearance grows larger, but really it is nothing. If the leavened loaf of bread is not eaten at alone, it will go off and be unfit to eat. We need to know here that God will not accept bread that has leaven in it. However, on the other hand, the unleavened bread stays the same and will not go off even as time has gone by. And that is because this bread is not spoiled very easily. So like this example, I thought I had believed in Jesus properly by believing in only the blood of the cross. I had been sure that I had received the remission of my sins like so many who believe in the same way I did. As time went by and I had to contend with mounting trials and problems as this belief wore me down and evaporated. The problem was that whenever I committed sin, I became more of a sinner before God. So we see with this false belief and faith by becoming a sinner again after having committed a sin is not salvation. These two kinds of faith, belief in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and believing only in the blood of the cross are very different. However, on the surface, there appears to be a slightly difference between the two. But the result of this difference shows a striking contrast. Just as you see one another, if a sheet of paper is placed between the two of you, this seemingly small difference between the two Gospels bring about a large difference in the result. Before I came to know this beautiful gospel of the water and the spirit, 
I had embedded in my heart, no, no matter how fervently I had believed in Jesus. I then became a real sinner after having believed in Jesus for a long time. I had, like so many Christians, spoken in tongues, seen visions, created oceans, been loyal, and done everything that was to be done, but sadly, I was still a sinner before God. I could not but remain a sinner because I could not but commit sins every day. During the first year as a, as a Christian, my heart was at peace whenever I had offered prayers of repentance after having sinned. But after a while, I sinned again and as before, continued to offer up those prayers of repentance. So I believed that my heart was at peace as if my sins, which I had prayed about, had been removed. However, I continued in this trend for three years, and by the fifth year, my sins were still embedded there, even after having offered so many of these repentances. I was getting very, very frustrated. No matter how hard I had tried, sins in my heart did not disappear. During this time, an evil spirit paid me a visit. I was unable to wish see the, see the devil, but he spoke into my ear. Hey, you. Have you sinned? Haven't you? You have sinned, huh? It was so agonizing because I had been suffering in pain for some time due to the sins embedded in my heart, even though I had offered countless repentance prayers. Brothers and sisters, I want you to think about this for a second. There was no one there, and I could not see anything or anybody. But I heard this voice that definitely was not my own. He said, you have sinned, haven't you? You have sinned, huh? Would you go crazy or wouldn't you? My conscience was pierced to the point of death. I had believed in the blood of Jesus on the cross and in Jesus as my, my Savior. But the reality was that my sins did not disappear. I had offered prayers of repentance, believed in the word, believed in the blood of the cross, and acknowledged all the rest of God. But my sins were recorded in my heart as if they had been written with an iron pen and engraved on the tablet of my heart with the point of a diamond. Jeremiah 17th chapter verse 1. I had so desired to live as a man without sin, but sadly, the truth was that I had sins. So with this before me, I felt embarrassed to look at people. How can I look at them? If someone looked at me, I was ashamed to look at heavens. 
There is a Korean poet who said he would like to live a life without shame toward heaven. I think maybe he had felt that way also because he too had sins. Before I was truly born again, my conscience had suffered a lot of agonies because of my sins, even while I had believed in Jesus. So I had tried everything imaginable in order to solve my sin problem. I had even gone so far as deciding to commit suicide. Because of this experience, I, I am able and qualified to say these kinds of things to you. I am able to also teach you to discern whether your faith is right or not when you try to lead your life of faith by stirring up your emotion or experiencing spiritual commotions. I can also tell those who are drenched in legalistic faith what it means to believe in God and the gospel of the water and the spirit to really give themselves over to God and to lead a proper life of faith. When I know the gospel of the water and the spirit, there were sins in my heart. However, when I read the following passage, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. I came to realize through this powerful act and words of Jesus that he had there in the Jordan River fulfilled all righteousness by being baptized. Through this passage, I thought, oh, I see. All righteousness has been fulfilled. All the sins of the world have been transferred to Jesus. John the Baptist had transferred all the sins to Jesus. Jesus has taken away all the sins of humankind once through John the Baptist. And he had received the judgment of sin on the cross. He has truly become our living Savior and God by being resurrected from the dead. Through these words, I came to know that the Lord has received all your sins and mine when he was baptized. When Jesus had received baptism from John the Baptist, all of the sins of the world were transferred to him. Through these words, I came to recognize, oh, I see, Jesus has taken charge of all my sins. He has received the judgment for those sins. There is no sin in me then. God has made us his children. Jesus has truly become our savior. Right after that, sins that were in my heart, that is, that is all the sin that had been recorded in my heart were cleansed completely without a trace. From that time on, I was able to look at people without shame, face people without spite, and do what is right. And my life itself 
truly became worthwhile. I was so very grateful and glad from then on. We are now glad and happy in the Lord, praying without ceasing and being thankful in all things. A life of religion and a life of faith are two opposing ways. There are a large number of people throughout the world living out a false religious way of life. In Pakistan, one of our faithful co-workers believed in this gospel and preached it to several people in the area he was staying. We are informed that the people who were preached to became truly saved and believed in this gospel and received the remission of their sins through him. While he was spreading this gospel, he happened to cross paths with some Christian leaders there and started sharing this wonderful gospel with them. At first, they were delighted to hear it and even commented that it was a wonderful doctrine. But they soon began to become irritated and responded angrily. Being somewhat angry over their words and patronizing attitude, our brother replied, This gospel of the water and the spirit is not a doctrine. It is the ultimate truth. This brother was young and those he was conversing with were much older, being doctors of theology and pastors. They told our young brother, You're no doctor and you are young without any Bible background. How could you be teaching us the word? He replied, I'm young and have not been educated much, but this is not a Christian doctrine. It is not of any special doctrine. This is the truth. I am in your eyes ignorant in theology, but I believe that it is right that all our sins have been eliminated through the gospel of the water and the spirit, for the word of God is the truth. The difference between a life of faith of believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit and a life of religion pursuing one's own fervor is the same as that of between the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. The foolish virgins are those who go on living a false religious life, and they think that salvation and attaining perfection before God is earned through their own strength. Those who stubbornly go out to purchase the oil are people who are devoid of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, do not think you can purchase the Holy Spirit by doing something. Do not even give it a thought that you can receive the Holy Spirit by diligently living out a life of religion and going to church. People say you can be born again in your dreams while praying, after hearing sermons, or in many other ways. But the fact is that you can only be born again by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. The apostle Peter says that you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, 
which is the word of God that lives and abides forever. First Peter chapter one, verse 23. He also said, there is an antitype which now saves us, baptism. First Peter chapter three, verse 21. The Lord came to this earth as our savior, died on the cross, and was resurrected from the dead by taking charge of all the sins of humankind through his baptism by John the Baptist at the age of 30. And by this righteous act was able to truly become our savior. What kind of heart do you have? And what kind of faith do you have? By chance, were you not in a state of believing only in the blood of the cross? And when you heard about the gospel of the water and the spirit, did you not just add it to what you had believed before? Do you believe that Jesus has saved you only through the blood of the cross? If you now clearly believe that Jesus is your savior, should you not have denounced and disposed of your old imperfect gospel? And have you completely accepted the gospel truth when you heard about the gospel of the water and the spirit that has saved you completely? You have to think about this important matter one more time. If you have believed in only the blood of the cross so far, you have to come to the knowledge that it is a false belief. And in your heart, you have to again hold on to the truth that the gospel of the water and the spirit is the only definitive, complete gospel and believe in it. It is written in the Bible. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Your false religious life is an old thing and your life of faith after knowing the gospel of the water and the spirit is the new and true one. Just as the Lord says that you cannot pour new wine in old wine skins. Likewise, you will be unable to let the gospel of the water and the spirit and your old belief coexist together in your heart. Therefore, believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit and believing only in the cross are not compatible with each other. The new saved ones are those who have the correct faith before God, as it is written. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Where is your heart located? Is it located in the place of the sinners or in the place of the righteous? Is it in the place of believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit? Or is it in the place of believing in only the blood of the cross? Whether or not you have received salvation is determined in what direction your heart is positioned. 
Where your heart is located is very important. How about you then? How about all the people in the world? Tragically today, many people's hearts are in the place of only believing in the cross as the only complete atoning for sin. Therefore, no matter how hard they try, they can neither please God nor receive blessings from him with a faith like this. From henceforth, they have to not only do a paradigm shift, but also turn around from the way they have believed and place their full trust and faith in the truth. This is the only truth. This one is perfect. The old one is imperfect. Therefore, they should confess, I will believe in the gospel of the water from now on and in the spirit, which is perfect. Their heart should be moved from an imperfect location to a perfect one. This is what Matthew chapter 25 was talking about. You must believe in the salvation that the Lord had already accomplished for all of us through the gospel of the water and the spirit. We have to believe in the salvation that was completed in the past perfect tense. It declares that all of our sins had been eliminated and that anyone can be totally saved just by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. It is not right to work hard and determine to do one thing or another in order to earn salvation in the present tense. We have to believe that all of our sins had already been eliminated long ago. We must believe in the Savior Jesus Christ who has saved us by coming to this earth, receiving all our sins by receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, then taking charge of it, carrying all the sins of the world, receiving the judgment of sin by going to the cross, being nailed to it, dying and being resurrected from the dead. We have to believe in the salvation that Jesus has already accomplished completely. Those who have not received salvation as yet should pray like this. Lord, I have not received the remission of my sins. Please save me. They have to acknowledge that they have yet to place the gospel of the truth in their hearts and sincerely pray to God that he should save them. And they have to move the focus of their heart to the gospel of the water and the spirit. You should have the knowledge and belief that Jesus had already taken away all your sins back then when he had received his baptism, shed his blood on the cross, was resurrected from the dead, and thus through this righteous act saved you. You must hold fast and believe in this truth. People who believe like this and choose to unite with God's church are those who have prepared the oil 
and their lamps. Fleshly speaking, we seem filthy and lowly at times because we are very weak in doing everything to serve the work of the Lord after becoming truly born again and believing in the truth. It is nevertheless, despite this, wise to expand the kingdom of God while humbling our hearts and keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, pursuing peace, loving one another, uniting in one purpose, serving the Lord, and thereby receiving blessings. Saints like these are none other than the true people of God, being the wise virgins. As the result of Adam and Eve falling into sin, they hid themselves among the trees in the Garden of Eden. The Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. Like this scene in the Bible, the question is posed, Where is your heart now? Is it with the sinners? Is it with the righteous? Is the gospel of the water and the spirit in your heart? Is your heart holding steadfastly onto it? Or is it clinging onto the blood of the cross alone for your salvation? Every person is a precious person. But who are the foolish? It is those people who have locked up in their hearts and deny the correct answer. And sadly, this makes up for most people in the world today. It is extremely frustrating for us when we see and encounter people like this. There are a huge number of churches in the world that are serving God mixed with superstition, making a lot of noise and commotion like the shamans seeking after their good fortune. If you should speak to them, even if it is only a few words, you will find that their countenance of hypocrisy are so dirty that it will lead you to the point of becoming sick. They pretend to be clean before the righteous, even though they have heaped upon themselves sins that are filthier than pig's dung. They are so despicable that you would want to be shoving them away, saying angrily, Get away from me. Go and clean your crap-like sins before coming back. Their faith is not even faith. They do not acknowledge the word of God, but instead just make a huge fuss by speaking in tongues, brag that they have the gift to heal, casting out demons, and dazzling people's eyes. I tell you, this is what they are doing is a big fraud in front of God. Some time ago, a former magician named James Randi came to Korea and appeared on a television program called James Randi Paranormal Challenge. He declared, there are no paranormal powers that cannot be proven scientifically. 
he said that he would be testing and examining people all over the world who perform wonders or miracles and would give $1 million to those who could really perform them. There are also a large number of such false prophets in our country, Korea, who claim that they could heal diseases if they were to pray by the laying on of their hands. James Randi said that if someone among them were to cure the disease of a really ill person, he would give that person one million U.S. dollars. So, inevitably, the TV program started to send this challenge into our country. But it was soon revealed that there was not a single person who had these paranormal powers. In fact, there was not a single person in the entire world that could be found. So it was proved what these people were claiming was indeed all a fraud. One ridiculous man was able to stick coins to his chest, but that too was a fraud. It was found that this man had an oily skin and he also perspires a lot. This resulted in the coins getting stuck onto his chest. So it was proved that there was not a single person on this planet that really had this kind of power. So in the end, James Randi kept the $1 million as no one could prove beyond a doubt that they could do this. Anyone who claims that they can perform wonders or miracles are lying through their teeth. The truth is that demons are in fact working inside of them. These people kept on saying, I will heal your disease. But in reality, nothing gets cured at all. All the so-called psychic healers in our country who are renowned for having the gift of healing were invited on this TV program to demonstrate their techniques for all to see. But they were also proved to be frauds and liars. And in the end, they even acknowledged that they had failed in front of all who were watching. Christians who believe only in the blood of the cross are mere religious runners. They are the foolish. They are continually trying to earn their salvation in their own strength. The biblical truth is that the Lord has already saved them long ago, but they do not believe the scriptures. That is why they are continually offering those miserable repentance prayers with the mindset that these sins would be removed if they do these things. True genuine faith is to believe that our sins have already been eliminated through his full righteous act. Actually, knowledge and belief according to the truth is faith. It is not true faith to think that you can change yourself through self-discipline. Doing this is not the truth. Actually, to be honest, it is so easy to have true faith.
brothers and sisters, let's say there is a beautiful flower in front of you. It is known as a gladios. Faith is finding out that this flower is in fact a gladios and accepting it as it is saying, oh, that flower is called gladios. Faith is to perceive the truth and to believe in it as it is. Therefore, to have faith is not difficult at all. Faith is to know and to believe that the Lord has saved you from sin through the gospel of the water and the spirit. Is that right or not? Is it difficult? Do you believe it in your heart? Do you know that the Lord has saved you through the gospel of the water and the spirit? And do you believe in it? If you intend to follow the Lord, you have to deny your thoughts and desires. But still, there are foolish people who stubbornly hold steadfastly on to their own wrong line of faith. They do not desire to abandon their evil ways by confirming that this gospel is the definitive truth. After they have heard this truth, they say that how is it possible that they have been locked into a false gospel and that they have been wrong for all this time? They then say, Ha, ah, you have been secretly and cunningly moving into this direction. You can't do that. Oh, so now I see. I have believed incorrectly for so long now. You have to confess your wrongful ways of faith that way. You have to deny yourself. You must confess. I have believed incorrectly all my life until now. And I had misunderstood the Bible. The Bible says, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Psalm 32, verses 3 and 4. David said that the Lord's hand was heavy upon him because he did not confess. You have to give up your ways and admit that you have believed incorrectly understood incorrectly, and now have come to a correct understanding. And you have to hold fast onto this truth by faith. The question of where your heart is placed is extremely important. The movements of the heart cannot be seen with the naked eye, but they bring about huge results. The human heart is always moving, even though it cannot be seen with our eyes. It is an amazing fact that faith changes and salvation is determined according to where you have placed your heart. You must therefore place your heart in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Only by doing this will you attain the approval from God.
It is only when we move into this truth does the effect of Jesus having eliminating your sins and mine come true within us. Are these words true or not? If you refuse to make your heart belong to the Lord's gospel of the water and the spirit, which he gave us, then there can be no works in your heart. Works arise only if we move our heart onto the gospel of the water and the spirit. The Lord accomplishes the works only if we make up our mind and move our heart to the gospel of the truth by confessing. Up until now, I have believed and understood incorrectly, but now I will move my heart to this gospel truth. The Holy Spirit then only comes into our heart. Even if there is no feeling of sensation in your heart, from that moment on, you are God's children. This is now possible because you have no sin in your heart. For the gospel of the water and the spirit has eliminated them. I will spread this gospel throughout the entire world. The churches and Christians in our country have to also put their heart on the gospel of the water and the spirit. There are more people who are aware of and have some knowledge of this gospel, but have as yet not placed their heart in it. I think it is because the gospel of the water and the spirit is unfamiliar to them. By the way, those most demonic people in Christianity are those who believe in the blood of the cross as the only complete atoning sacrifice for sin and then say that they have no sins. How is it possible that their sins could disappear when they believe in only the blood of the cross like this? God said it clearly that a person can only enter his kingdom by being born again through the gospel of the water and the spirit. The Lord himself said that in 1 John chapter 5. This is he who came by water and blood and the Holy Spirit, the water and the blood agree as one. 1 John chapter 5 verses 6 through 8. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is one God. God the Father sent his only begotten Son to this earth, transferred the sins of humankind to his Son through John the Baptist, had him bear all our sins, made him shed his blood of salvation to atone for all those sins by receiving judgment, and was resurrected from the dead to become our true Savior and the God. Jesus Christ is your God of salvation as well as my God of salvation. But I will continue to fight against all those liars in the world who say that they have no sins even though they continue to claim and believe only in the blood of the cross. You fools! The history of Christianity is approximately 2,000 years old. Has there ever been a single person 
excluding the early church members who had actually become sinless by believing only in the blood of the cross? Never. There has not even been one. There has not been a single person in this world, past and present, whose sins had been removed just by believing only in the blood of the cross. Only after spreading of the gospel of the water and the spirit have people throughout the whole world arisen for the first time, claiming to be without sin by faith with a clear conscience. If it appears like we can, after all, receive the remission of our sins by only believing in the blood of the cross, then there is nothing else for us to do. But this is not the case at all. And sadly, not a single person in this world would be found who does not believe in this false gospel in some form or another. There is not a single person who does not believe that Jesus has cleansed all sin by shedding his precious blood. Everyone in the whole world knows this. How about you and me then? I believe that there are those living amongst you who have believed only in the blood of the cross for a very long time. But then after hearing and believing in the true gospel, changed their hearts and placed their faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit. However, these people need to confess that their old faith was wrong, saying, that was wrong. The gospel of the water and the spirit is the truth. And the Lord has saved me through this gospel of the water and the spirit. He has made me free of sin by receiving baptism and shedding his blood on the cross. He has taken all my sins through his baptism and saved me through his blood on the cross. They must change their heart by making confessions like this. You and I must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit wholeheartedly. If you have believed in just the blood of the cross, which is not the gospel of the water and the spirit, you must admit that it was an incorrect faith and then turn around and believe that only the gospel of the water and the spirit is the definitive truth. If you have made a decision in your heart that salvation does not come through the blood of the cross alone, then you must know this fraudulent gospel can never become the truth. And as you believe in your heart that the gospel of the water and the spirit is the gospel of truth. You will then become God's people through your faith, being approved holy him. When you have fully become children of faith, the Holy Spirit will walk with you. You will receive the guidance of God and you will be changed like the rising sun. I thank God that the Lord has saved us and made us wise. I believe that we have become wise through the gospel of the water and the spirit. Do you believe that? 
When you lead your life of faith, you must always walk by the gospel of the water and the spirit. There are heaps of works to be done after now coming into the truth and being in the gospel of the water and the spirit. This is because there are many people throughout this world who have not even heard about this truth and have not put their faith in it. If everyone in this world already had this knowledge and believed the gospel of the water and the spirit, we would just be making unnecessary fuss and using up our energy as they would have known about it and believed in it for 2,000 years already, while we have just arrived at it now. If this is true, which do you think the better believer was, them or us? Of course, those who have believed in the gospel of the truth these many years are far better believers than we are. However, if they have believed only in the blood of the cross, then there is a single person among them who is righteous. Brothers and sisters, do you know of anyone abroad who has received the remission of sin in strict accordance with the word of God prior to the reading of our books? In a certain country, there were people who had taught that sins would disappear by believing only in the blood of blood of the cross. But as soon as our books entered their country, they began reading and soon changed to the correct faith. They are now confessing that they have now only become the real church. In the United States, one of our fellow workers who had received the remission of sins said that he had read the second book on the tabernacle and learned anew that only those people who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit could enter the most holy. You must realize that us to enter the most holy place, that being the very presence of God is now only possible because we have become holy and without sin by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. I am at a loss for words to describe how thankful to the, to the Lord and how good he is. We really have no doubt a huge amount of work to do. We are working hard on our literature ministries. The first 10 books in our Christian book series are books that illuminate the gospel from many sides and angles. From the 11th book onwards, we will be publishing books in order to foster spiritual growth in all those who have been born again through the gospel of the water and the spirit. We have accomplished heaps of works up to point. However, the fields are ripe unto harvest. And this is huge amount of works that still needs to be done. The knowledge and the truth has now been spread. From now on, we will be spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit in a different By speaking to those who have, who have already been reading or have read our books. By asking these important questions. 
Is your faith right or wrong? It is wrong if you believe in the blood of the cross as the only complete atoning sacrifice for your sins. You, ha you have to believe in the definitive biblical truth of the gospel of the water and the spirit. So you see, there are lots of works to be done. This is an important season because it is the time of the harvest. It is a time when we must find our strength and our money to do the harvesting. Brothers and sisters, do you believe the same way? God is calling you as his laborers. When you put your heart into this gospel of truth and place yourself before God by faith, God will work and hold you fast, bless you, and entrust you with his works. I give thanks to God for making us his laborers. Hallelujah.